It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show exclusively on LTN Radio and happily a part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. I'm station manager Matt. That was kind of weird. And I'm Mo. (laughs) On today's show, Kanye West's Jesus is King, one year later. It's also game day Wednesday. We'll have a bad joke. Tales of Florida, man. Five random facts. Stupid things. Wait, not stupid things we love. Just things we love. <laughs> More. <laughs> I don't know. It could be stupid things I don't know where the love. stupid came from. There's no stupid anywhere <laughs> in this text. But first, today is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. We do. We do. It is International Day of the Nacho. Yeah, yeah. Um, no explanation needed there. Yeah. Uh, National Reptile Awareness Day, in case you weren't aware of them. Mm, I am now. Uh-huh, yeah. National Babbling Day, celebrating people who can't help but blather on endlessly. The perfect holiday for our show. It is. 100%. Uh, Count Your Buttons Day. I always forget to do that. <laughs> Every morning when I wake up, <laughs> I always try to remember, count your buttons, Megan. Nope, never happens. Uh, and lastly, it is Back to the Future Day in honor of October 21st, 2015, the day Marty McFly traveled to the future, which is now the past. Still blows my mind. Still blows my mind that that's now in the past. It is the past. <sighs> hey, we should do like, we, obviously, <laughs> well, well, we. duh, we should do a Back to the Future, but Back to the Past and go... To October 21st, 2015, from today. And be like, where's my hoverboard, Mattel? Right. Exactly. Exactly. See? And debunk <laughs> all the things. Yep. That we should do it. did not happen. We should do it. <laughs> all right. We're going to play a game. It's game. Oop. Our little guy's ready here. Uh, <laughs> we're going to play a game. So last week we played a game of true or false with our help with help from our Echo Dot. Uh, and so as per our regulations, when the non-champion beats the champion in a game, then the next week the non-champion gets to challenge the champion in the same game for the title. Right. So Mo is the title holder. I, I am. beat her. And now I'm going to see if I can beat her again and be the champion once again. Okay. So here we go, y'all. Ready. Uh, Are you see. ready for this? Alexa's going to tell us some true... <laughs> not yet. <laughs> tell us some true or false questions. Most correct answers win. We played last week. Yeah, I said that already. Uh, undisputed back row championship title belt, which for our new listeners is a real belt that we have fought oh. over for the past four years. Oh, my goodness. All right. Here we go. Alexa, play true or false... Voice Arcade. Welcome back to True or False. How many people want to play? Two. Two people. Awesome. Two it is. Awesome. I'll ask you five questions each and then we'll see how you got on. Zero, 
True or false, the river Danube flows through four European capitals. False. Actually, you're wrong. The river is the second longest in Europe and flows through 10 countries. Booyah! Zero. True or false, the Back to the Future films are set in the fictional town of Ridgedale. False. I'm pretty sure that's me. I think the numbers are wrong. I'm impressed. The fictional area is named Hill Valley. Hill Zero. Valley, yo. Perfect question the for Aztecs me. The Aztecs were around at the same time as the Roman Empire. True. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> fell in oh, I thought that was the right. The Aztecs emerged 800 years after. What? Zero. True or false? 37 is a prime number. True. Well done. There are 25 prime numbers between 1 and 100. Whatever. Zero. True or false? The telephone was invented by Alexander Graham Bell. That's true, right? True. 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 Nice work. Okay. He patented it in 1876 when he was just 29 years old. That's true, right? Zero. True or false? Boardwalk is the most expensive property in the U.S. version of the board game Monopoly. Oh. True. Bad luck. Boom. You're right. Boom. With a hotel, the property charges $2,000 to whomever lands on it. Zero. True or false? Islam is the main religion of Mexico. Wow. Ooh. False? You got it. Hey. It's Christianity. Zero. Yeah. True or false? The Black Death was caused by rats. True. No, it wasn't caused by it. It was just spread by it. I'm afraid not. The plague was caused by bacteria carried by the fleas in the rat's fur. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> true or false? Kleptomania is the irresistible urge to steal. True. Oh, knows. She's got it. Good work. People with the condition are often also compulsive hoarders. Zero. Oh. True or false? The ancient Egyptians barely used hieroglyphics. True. I don't know the way you phrased it makes me think it's true. Better luck next nah, time. Nah, you tricked it was me. The formal writing system used in ancient I knew it Egypt was, was, but you said barely and it tricked years. me. That's the end of this round. <laughs> Let's see how you got on. Player one, you got three right. Player two, you got three right. <laughs> which means everyone drew. Would you like to play another round? <sighs> no. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> Yay! I'm so glad I got my last three right. Dang it, I was doing so good. I know, I was terrified you I was going to lose. tricked me with that stupid barely word of there, the way he phrased it. Ancient Egyptians barely used hieroglyphics. And that sounds like one of those things of like you grew up hearing that they used it all the time, but really they barely used it. That's what I thought. I'm like, that's why it's phrased that way. It's got to be. You thought wrong. Got the easiest questions at the beginning. Yeah, you did. And then I just petered out at the end. Yep. <laughs> so we get to move on to a new game. That's a real phrase. We are moving away from what you just said. <laughs> that is what we are moving on from. <laughs> ah, no. What? I'm upset with my performance <laughs> in that game. I'm very upset. You did a great job, Matt. Don't patronize me. <laughs> 
honestly, I'm just stalling because I was supposed to have a bad joke ready, and I don't Ooh, have one. Oh, you don't have a bad joke. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I got a whole list here. I'm just gonna speed you one, and who knows, it might be terrible. Joke. Here we go. What do you call a man with no arms and no legs in a pool? I don't think this is a good joke. Yeah. I don't think this is a good joke. What do you call a man with no arms and no legs in a pool? I don't know what. Bob. <laughs> I love that one. That's my favorite one so far. <laughs> wow. Let's take a break here. When we come back, it's uh, we got a we got a top list for you. Keep it right here for Sweet Tunage on LTN Radio, and we'll be back in a few. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here on LTN Radio. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. And before we do anything else, I got five random facts for you. Five random facts about Back to the Future. Oh, no. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I think that's like the third time I've said that today. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. I didn't consider the fact that you would do this. And we have a top list that oh. might actually conflict with your five Seriously? Yeah. Wow. This is that's what fun. happens. That's on me. That's on me. When... But we'll see. We'll see what we got. You might have five different facts than I have. So. Well, I, I got these facts from the Telegraph. Okay. Um... And it's a list of actually 13 that okay. I just picked. Okay. So, hey, odds are. My, my favorite five. Uh, number one, it's going to be a long one, so just stick with me. All right. Back to the Future was almost called Spaceman from Pluto. Dang. Okay. That's one down. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> okay. Well, what I'll do is I'll let you explain why. I, I won't read the rest of it. In our top list, you can explain. <laughs> why it was called that okay <laughs> uh number two doc brown once had a chimp sidekick hmm. called shemp uh that one that's good okay yeah mm-hmm. let's see number three eric stoltz marty mcfly was intense michael j fox was the producer's first choice to play marty mcfly but fox then starring in the sitcom family ties couldn't make room in it for or in his tv schedule so filming began with eric stoltz and the director quickly realized he was woefully miscast yeah although stoltz had learned to play guitar and was pretty good was a pretty good skateboarder he just couldn't do physical comedy so Yep. I remember seeing some footage of the some of the original things shot with him. Really? And it just felt 
Felt off. Yeah. Felt bad. Yeah. Um, piggybacking off of that one, Christopher Lloyd, which, you know, was Doc Brown. Doc Brown didn't know Stolt's name. So when he was told that his co star had been let go, the actor playing Doc Brown reportedly said, Who's Eric? <laughs> Stoltz had been referred to as Marty throughout the production, and it transpired that Lloyd believed that was, in fact, his, his real name. name. <laughs> That's hilarious and sad. Yep. And last one. Uh, 20 clock wranglers were needed for the first scene. Back to the Future's opening is a panning shot of Doc Brown's workshop showing dozens of clocks, all showing the exact same time. But many of them kept stopping and messing up the shot, meaning 20 crew members had to sit off camera, setting them off with switches and pulleys the millisecond each take began. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yep, yep. Okay. Hey, hey those, so we only hit facts. one? Only hit one. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Keep that. Do you have the whole list? I do. Keep the whole list. We might go through some more. Okay. This might be fun. Cool. We'll just extend this out a little bit. All awesome. right. So we've got, uh, yeah, the midweek top list was five reasons to rewatch Back to the Future. And it really is just a list of facts. So <laughs> <laughs> first off, the film was predicted or the film has predicted three technological advances. Uh, Although most of the futuristic details in the movie has not come true, it did include communication similar to FaceTime, voice recognition, and thumbprint technology. Interesting. And all that kind of stuff in it. So not everything was wrong. We don't have a fax in every room, guys. Not even in the closet. (laughs) But uh, we don't have dehydrated pizza either. But Mm. uh, we do have. I think we can live without dehydrated (laughs) pizza. Uh, Bonus fun fact, and this might be on your list, but this is something I read. Pizza Hut had to have a representative on site during all those scenes where they were doing the rehydrated pizza thing. Really? To make sure that the pizza they pulled out was picture perfect, commercial perfect, uh, because they did not want Pizza Hut to be slightly misrepresented in any way. Wow. (laughs) That's not on my list. All right, number two. It was not a popular script. Most major movie studios passed on the screen ray, screenplay right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, some executives hated the movie title, and this is where yours came in. Yeah. Universal Pictures executive wrote a memo saying he wanted the title of the movie to be changed to Spaceman from Pluto, to which director Steven Spielberg responded by thanking him for the funny joke memo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Did you... Does yours go into detail, like what the actual note said? I love it. Love it. Uh, So it was Sid. How do you say his name? Sid Scheinberg. Um, He he was the one who sent the memo to Steven Spielberg. And Spielberg decided to pretend he was joking despite knowing full well that he wasn't. He responded by saying, Dear Sid, thank you for your most humorous memo. We got a big kick out of it. Keep them coming. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What would you do if you were? (laughs) I wasn't joking. (laughs) All right, number four on my list. President Reagan used a quote from the movie, a slightly changed quote from the movie. President Reagan liked the fact that he was mentioned in the movie several times. He used the quote, where we're going we don't need cars in the 1986 State of the Union speech. Mm. 
Uh, and then number five, royalty attended the premiere. Princess Diana made an appearance at the movie's premiere in 1985. What? It's also the year that Mo and I premiered. Hey. <laughs> in, in life. Yeah. Life premiere. All right. Yep. So what else do you have on your list? Let's just um, kick this thing into full on Back to the Future. Okay. It says it was the first film to nuke the fridge. Uh, the movie equivalent of TV's <gasps> yeah. Jumping the Shark. The phrase was coined after Indiana Jones shielded himself from a nuclear bomb by hiding in a fridge yeah. and has now become shorthand for ridiculous logic-defying plot device. Yeah. For a ridiculous... Anyway. But it, was, um, but it was comical and needed in Back to the Future. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see... I don't know. I really picked the best five. Yeah, the rest are kind of like... Oh, here's a good one. There's a good reason why the DeLorean needed to reach 88 miles oh, per hour. okay. What's that? The internet is full of attempts to explain the speed of the professor's car, the reason that it had to hit the speed um, in order to try travel. Oh, gosh. Time travel. If the wormhole stability was measured as lasting, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Skipping that. Sorry. <laughs> so interesting. So interesting. So far. So there are a lot of reasons, a lot of um, speculations as to why it had to hit 88. But the truth is actually much simpler. Ready? I'm, I'm, I've been ready for the minutes <laughs> The <now>. production designers <laughs> thought it looked cool on the digital clock. <laughs> and that it would be easy for the public to remember. <laughs> so there was a reason. When this sucker hits 88 miles per hour. You're going to see some serious stuff. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. It's a a great dang movie. Mm -hmm. I told you I made a a super cut together all three movies. You did. Into one long five and a half hour movie. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic viewing experience. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait until my kids are old enough where we can just spend an entire Saturday afternoon watching all three of them in a row. It's going to be great. Yeah. Unless they hate it, at which point I will kick them out of the family. That's fair. It is. It's 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 ethical. Honestly, yeah. it's 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 it, what any loving father would do. Sure. <laughs> All right. Let's move away from Hill Valley and move on to Florida. What? Where we're gonna live the tales of Florida man. Florida uh, man. Here we go. First up, Florida man and a re- and a restaurant owner. Uh, he 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 is a Florida man who is a restaurant owner. Beats up a man because he gave him a bad review. Yeah, it's really, it's really. I mean, that's kind of the whole story. Oldsmar Barbecue restaurant owner arrested for beating up man over a bad business review. He was upset about it. Okay, came about a week after the the review. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, look, you got to protect your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, someone goes in there and said. That barbecue was just tight. You gotta be like, oh, I don't think so. This mm-hmm. is the best barbecue you ever had. I'm gonna prove it with my fists. Yep. Uh, let's see. Florida man gets two years in prison for Shark Tank investment turned fraud. So this is a, this is a story here. A former New York wine distributor who hawked a single serving wine glass that appeared on Shark Tank was sentenced to two years in prison last Friday for wire fraud. Joseph Falcone, 60, previously pled guilty to stealing more than $500,000 from investors. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of New York announced 
Falcone used the money for a home in Florida, where he now lives, and to fund his online securities trading account. Falcone formerly operated the Long Island Wine and Liquor Distributor 3G's Vino LLC. One of the business's products was a sealed glass with a single serving of wine that was once featured on the TV show Shark Tank as a potential product for the celebrity investors, prosecutor said. Falcone's victims were reeled in by his Shark Tank pitch, but with today's sentence, the defendant is now squarely on the hook for his crimes. <laughs> Acting U.S. Attorney Seth Ducharme said in a oh, written statement. <laughs> what kind of name is that? Sorry, Seth. Seth Ducharme, y'all. Uh, yeah, just, uh, it's, just, it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad, y'all. Mm-hmm. But a single serving wine glass also seems like a weird idea. Like, why? Why would you do that? Because a glass of wine a day is good for your heart. But why wouldn't you just have normal wine glasses and a bottle of wine? I feel like in the long run, that would be cheaper. Sure, it would be cheaper, but people are all about convenience. I guess. I guess. Weird, though. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last up, this is not a news story per se about a Florida man, but this is about a rock group who is paying homage to Florida man. Okay. And this rock group's name blue oyster cult what yeah they have just released a career or well they've made a career of singing about frightful figures but they have uh added to their list of like the grim reaper and godzilla and uh a nightmarish joan crawford rising from the grave florida man a macabre story that they're telling they they they've they created a whole like theory behind it that it's a curse mm. the florida man curse let me read some of the lyrics here the beginning of the lyrics say should you ever settle down in the sunshine state you should know of its tangled fate how the conquistador came down to florida long before it had a name The medicine man of the Seminole knelt at the sacred flame, and he cursed the soul of the conquistador and his son and his sons and the young ones of the Florida man. Then the song goes on to tell about stories like uh, Red said his Uncle Ned found Elvis in a loaf of bread. Dan dreams he's got wings on fire. He's waking and shaking on a power wire. (laughs) (laughs) Miami nurse snatches a purse, drives down the freeway in reverse. And I'm almost certain that these are all based on actual Florida man stories. Yeah. And then in the end, it says, don't you laugh. It could be you. The Seminole curse always comes true. You can jeer, but you don't understand that any fragile soul can be a florida man it's actually a pretty decent sounding song i was too. gonna say i really want to hear it let's play a little clip of it for you guys just to taste just to taste right now should you settle down in the sunshine state you should know
That is just a taste. You can go check out the whole thing. Some of the lyrics are a little eh, but like we said, it's likely actual stories from Florida mm-hmm. Man Tales, so they're all true. Hey, so, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I dig it. It's a good, it's mm-hmm. a nice, it's a nice jam. Mm-hmm. Florida Man, America's worst superhero. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, it's Holy Hump Day, and we're going to talk about Kanye West's Jesus is King one year later. Get your Yeezys on, fam. (laughs) Stick Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So if you've heard anything from me lately, you know that Comic-Cons aren't exactly happening on a normal scale and schedule. It's almost like there's an apocalypse happening out there. But this past weekend, I was able to be part of a event that was an outdoor Comic-Con that took place in a pseudo-abandoned movie theater parking lot in which like 30 or... 40 vendors and comic book artists, etc., sat up tables outside for like nine hours, and like 300 people came through and participated in this event. And that's kind of a big difference between like being in a convention center with 30,000 people, but it still was a Comic Con. But like, people were like, Is this actually a comic-con is this a yard sale is this a flea market what exactly is happening and to be honest it doesn't look like what we're used to it doesn't look like what we're comfortable with or happy about you know in the geek comic-con world but it was nice to be able to be out there with people and to talk about my books and to be able to minister to other artists and vendors so i mean it was different but it was good. And as a pastor, this is something I'm seeing on a weekly basis in the fact that our churches are doing different things. Some people still aren't meeting in buildings. Uh, My church is meeting at like spaced distances and we're encouraging masks and different things. And, but I've talked to other pastors who are incredibly depressed because church doesn't look like what it looked like months ago. But Matthew 18, 20 straight up tells us that for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. The important thing is that our world doesn't look like it did nine months ago. Our churches don't look like they did nine months ago. And if we're waiting for things to look like they did, we'll never make any forward progress. What we do need to understand is things can change. Things will be different. But what matters is that the people of God unite together and know that when we do, Jesus is with us. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Radio Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to facebook.com slash faithandfandom, where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here on LTN Radio. I am Station Manager Matt. 
And I'm Mo, and it's Holy Hump Day, and we're revisiting the Kanye West album, Jesus is King, one year later. So last year, Mo and I reviewed this album uh, for the morning show. We talked about Kanye West's transformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a quick recap of what we thought back then. We're going to cut to a little supercut of some of our thoughts. <laughs> This whole weekend, I'm sure all you've really been hearing about is Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King. Is it called Chick-fil-A? Is that what it's called? It's called Closed on Sunday. Closed on Sunday. That's right. (laughs) So as I was listening to it, I honestly was rolling my eyes. You probably made the mistake by having me listen to that one first. Um, But I was rolling my eyes thinking, seriously, it's just another Chick-fil-A song. It is. This is a joke. This is dumb. This is what he wants to call a Christian album, a Christian song. This is ridiculous. But then I really had to tap into the lyrics and the chorus. There was a few lyrics where when I removed my own personal feelings and thoughts and I was like, this is reflective of Jesus. He's not necessarily speaking. I mean, yes, he's talking about Chick-fil-A, but... When you see the symbolism in it, mm-hmm. it's reflective of Jesus. And it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Which it almost makes me want to throw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think any of us on the at least in on, in the Christian community were expecting what we got. Yeah. It's a matter of, is he being honest? Is he being genuine? Is he is he bringing the gospel? Or is he just saying all the right things? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody wanted Yandi, then Jesus Christ did the laundry. Mm-hmm. So Yandi was the name of the original, what this album was supposed to be. It was the original right. album, his next album was supposed to be this, and it was completely different from leaks that we found. Completely different from this. He was working on this for years, had the release date planned, came and went, uh, possibly because he was already being worked on spiritually. He's saying here, pretty much, I was working on that, then Jesus Christ came into my heart, cleaned me up a bit. Jesus can take a mess and create a true message out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so why are we that moronic? That we would say, <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't a believer yesterday, so he can't play his music today. Back Row Radio is going to be playing some whoop, of these whoop. songs. I, yeah, don't know. I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> you just whoop whooped for Kanye West music. to the present okay so we we actually went through each we went of these back to the future on back to the future day. What? <coughs> that was a bad choice uh, breathe in too much sorry so we actually went through each of the tracks on the album together we talked about them uh since then we've had the chance to listen to the album much more and of course we play a few of those tracks here on ltn radio uh, and have back when it was back row radio um but here is a new story that uh, just came out <clears throat> last week Kanye West's, this is from uh, Relevant Magazine, by the way, Kanye West's extremely eventful year continues uh, at record pace. 
with his presidential campaign, Sunday service series, and of course, Jesus is King, the gospel pivot that actually only came out about a year ago, if you can believe it. It does feel like it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. just because this it year really has does. dragged on. Uh, Jesus is Jesus King was a modest hit for Kanye, but it must have wowed the folks at the Billboard Music Awards. On Wednesday night, Jesus is King swept almost all the major Christian categories, with Kanye taking home the top gospel, a- top gospel artist, top Christian album, top gospel album, and top gospel song. He did lose top Christian artist to Lauren Daigle and top Christian song to For King and Country's God Only Knows. So it wasn't a clean sweep. Uh, But still, uh, imagine telling any of us 10 years ago that the uh, beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy guy was Mm -hmm. going to beat the likes of Kirk Franklin and Elevation Worship for a Christian award at the Billboard Awards. Right. Wild stuff, guys. Mm -hmm. (gasps) What? Maybe that's the reason 2020 <laughs> is the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, to break it down, top gospel artist, Kanye West. Top Christian album, Jesus is King. Top gospel album, Jesus is King. Top gospel song, Kanye's Follow God. Uh, he tweeted, thanks to all my Christians who've been praying for me, in a video, uh, saying, praying that I would serve. And uh, in the tweet, he wrote, Thank God for the favor, the increase, and these Yeezy slides. Thank Billboard Awards for the nine nominations and the four wins. Invite me next time, and I'll pull up. Well, then. (laughs) It comes in the middle of an interesting time for Wes. There's no path to victory for his presidential campaign, which is still ongoing uh, and has been marked by erratic behavior. I mean, it may be our best option at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it, guys. How could it be worse than these two that we got now? Uh, he actually dropped a new song, apparently, that I am completely unaware of, called Na Na Na, encouraging fans to keep supporting his long shot presidential bid. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, we are <laughs> talking about this again. Um, it's been a year. Uh, the, the first time we did like a revisit thing was about Reckless Love. It was six months later. It was still like top how, still top, top of the charts. Hit my hand <laughs> on the mic stand. Um, but a year later here, like it's, it's still the best thing. Like it came out on October 25th. Meaning it just missed last year's Billboard's Awards. Right. So this was like the first Christian album, essentially, yeah. in contention for this year's. Right. And it lasted all through the entire year. Yeah. And came out on top. Mm-hmm. So do you remember your initial reactions to these songs, to the album, as we uh, listened to it? I'm pretty sure that I was a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Have you always been a fan of Kanye West music? No. Yeah, uh-uh. that's what I thought. No. But, uh... These weren't bad. A no. lot of them were weird. Yeah. They weren't conventional songs. Right. The lyrics were great. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed biblically sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of crazy that we had this, this huge transformation. Uh, and, of course, as we said, Kanye has been in the news uh, a lot. Uh, I know that some Christians and non-Christians as well were under the impression that Mm. uh, the only reason Kanye released a Christian album was to take advantage of the Christian market and make money there, a market that he'd not been in previously. Mm -hmm. Um, He he flirted with 
with uh, the idea with the Jesus Walks song and maybe a few of the lesser known songs he has on that album. But even that, while it, it, okay, while it put a, a, a positive spin on sharing about faith in music, it didn't really, it wasn't a Christian song. Right. It, definitely not at all, not a Christian album either. Uh, and then, of course, in later years, the whole Yeezy thing was actually transferred into Yeezus, and he kind of presented himself as almost a faux savior uh, figure mm-hmm. head for his fan base until like August or early September of last year when he announced that he had just accepted Christ. Right. And he was a, a new believer and he was going to make some changes. And uh, again, also, when that kind of thing happens, for some stupid reason, Christian's automatic response is to be a mm, little side eye here, mm-hmm. a little skeptical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, though? Really, Kanye? You're just going to drop everything? Your, your, your multi-million dollars and everything, all the music you've done in the past, you're just going to walk away from all that and make some Christian stuff now? Really? Christians make so. me sad. I don't think so, Kanye. So, <laughs> look, I mean, uh, I, I don't typically respond that way either, but even I had just a slight bit of doubt in the back. I'm like, is yeah. he, though? I just don't know. Give it time. We'll wait and see. But it's kind of the same thing I had thought about with Trump, too. You know, when Trump right. was first running that first mm-hmm. time, I'm like, I never heard a Christian say two Corinthians before. <laughs> oh, when he was asked on the news what his favorite Bible verse was, he's like, I like the whole Bible. I'm like, but everyone knows at least a verse you could say. I like this verse. It might not be my favorite, but say it. Everyone knows John 3.16. Just say that. That's a layup. Just say that. But he didn't. I like the whole verse. So I'm like, mm, Donald Trump, I don't know what you're saying. So given that was like the last oh oh he's a christian i didn't know kind of thing that happened right kanye comes out and like yeah we've kind of been down this road recently i don't know you're gonna have yeah. to prove it kind of thing which i think again, I, is sad, but. I was thinking more along the lines of you know because justin bieber had also not long before said that he accepted jesus yeah and so i just kind of was thinking okay i know that i know because I know, I know that Bieber and I think that Bieber and Kanye run in the same crowds, know the same. At least they have. Yeah. 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 So that to me, that was where my mind immediately went was, hey, okay, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know. And the Biebs, as we call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because we know him. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're friends. Yeah. We hang, we hang out. Uh-huh. Chat. I don't know him well enough to know whether Biebs and I were uh, were talking the other day. And he's <laughs> well, no, but back back about the same time last year, Bieber did come out with a kind of it wasn't a, a straightforward announcement, but he did imply that he was also going to be making more faith based mm-hmm. music, right? Which didn't materialize yeah. after that, but he did release a couple like singles or weird tracks or you know, know B sides, I guess of him actually performing worship music mm-hmm. or variations thereof. I think he did a version of Reckless Love, but all he was doing was singing the bridge over and over again. There's no mountain you won't climb up or whatever the, that that thing, that part. Mm-hmm. It was just a song of him singing that over and over. So you don't which know was the nice. song, Matt? Huh? There, you don't know the song? I don't know the whole song. 
You just made it very clear that you do not know. We don't play the song. The song. Mm-hmm. On the yeah. Radio. <laughs> I don't hate it. I actually like the song a lot. I just don't want to argue with anybody about it. So. <laughs> it's like, look, it's one song. I just, I'll just avoid it. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> but that didn't materialize. Right. Uh, and so I, I, I still feel like Christians had this maybe still do have this idea in the back of my mind of this is going to fall apart soon. Mm-hmm. But then we look at what has happened this year in his life. Number one, look at it like it is. He is a new believer. Absolutely. He's admittedly a new believer. Right. And I believe that partially it's on him, partially it's on celebrity culture, all the fans or whatever that his new Christian fans now pushing this. But I think that the right thing to do could, could still release the album absolutely keep making music maybe not jump into the spotlight presenting yourself as kind of like a christian leader hmm. yet you know be okay. be discipled first yeah grow on this because he did jump into 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 you know, I don't know. the term i was going to use is jump into bed with and that's no it's not the right term jump into service with Joel Osteen really quick off yeah. the bat. And, and some people are like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. That's the wrong direction. You're going the wrong way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it didn't, you know, it wasn't a big thing. Didn't last very long, but you know, he, he defended Joel Osteen like openly, mm-hmm. which, you know, we've talked about Osteen and kind of come around on the fact that we don't think he's intentionally bilking people. We think he's genuine in what he believes and preaches, whether or not that's it's accurate or true at any point right. up for grabs. But yeah. I don't put him in the same league anymore as like TD Jakes. TD Jake. Wait. No, not TD Jakes. TD Jakes is all right, I guess. Uh, it's, uh, who are we thinking of? Kenneth Copeland, Kirkland Dollar, those kind of guys. There's somebody else. Jesse Duplantis. Hin. That's who I'm Benny thinking Hinn. of. There we go. Benny Hinn, who said he renounced uh, renounced the uh, prosperity gospel mm-hmm. and is still out there asking you to sow a thousand dollar seed every week. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, yeah. Spilling some tea here. Um, <laughs> I think he, he he got he got put in the spotlight too fast. I remember one of the early things is when the John Christ fallout happened. When it was when the Christian comedian John Chris yeah. was found to have been having inappropriate back and forths and dates and whatever going on back there, uh, which you know he's worked on and he's kind of back now and seems to be doing okay and whatever. But when that happened, he was headlining some sort of major conference and he had to back out of that, mm. and so they just replaced him with Kanye West mm-hmm. like a week after the album dropped. And I'm like, oh. I mean, this is fast to put him on like speaking areas and things. And mm-hmm. I mean, this is fast. And then he ran for president. Yeah. Where he gave a bunch of speeches, heavily religious speeches. And I'm like, this is fast too. This is too fast. Also, now you want to be president and that's fast. Have you ever done anything in, in a legal manner before? But then I'm like, well, Donald Trump hasn't either. And look where we are. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot on Kanye's plate this year, let's say. But he also has been very, very vocal uh, this year, probably of more than anything else, about taking a stand against abortion. Yeah. And, and specifically targeting uh, 
abortion in the black community, Mm -hmm. which he's getting a bunch of hate for, but is not backing down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fantastic. Well, you know, hate is not something that he's not accustomed to. True. That I feel like that has been. Yeah. I feel like that's been in his career forever. Brush it off. Right. Brush the dirt off your shoulders. But going back to what you were saying about how jumped right into service, I feel like that is a huge problem within churches. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that it, it, you almost think that when you accept Jesus, that's what you have to do, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Well, I've lived so long of my life. For Satan, I have to start living my life for God. You know. Well, on the other side, I believe churches are also too quick on purpose because they want more volunteers, sure, or more more leaders because they need them. Absolutely. They're like, hey, all right, let's let's. You want to serve? Let's let's do something. Let's get uh-huh. you involved in somewhere. You want to lead a Bible study? Mm-hmm. Here we go. I've barely read the Bible. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. Yeah. You said the sinner's prayer. All right, let's plug you into ministry somewhere. <laughs> you know, and that. In that aspect, that's not something that I can necessarily blame Kanye for mm-hmm. because I wholeheartedly believe that he was probably led by someone to believe that that's the next step he needs to do, you know, um, and whoever is discipling him kind of dropped that ball there, you know. Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, there have been awkward moments for him as well this year with uh, his wife uh, because his wife is not all on board right with this and i remember there was a scene in actually one of the kardashian shows that i saw a clip of where he's asking her to not dress provocatively yeah. anymore and she's like fighting back on that and saying look i'm not where you're at yet mm-hmm. and i'm like "Ooh, this is weird this is weird to watch this because this is a reality show yeah but i fully believe this is actually happening this is not a scripted oh, yeah. thing at this point I'm sure some of it is scripted. I'm sure some of it is set up. I feel like this is a genuine conversation we are watching. Yeah. And this is awkward. Um, but anyway, we're talking about all the extra stuff. <laughs> we're not talking about the album. I think it is fantastic that this album exists, period. Mm-hmm. I remember the feeling that we got when we saw that when it was released as number one album on the, the Billboard Top 200 uh, for all all music, not mm-hmm. just Christian charts, but this is the top chart. And it had the giant album with the words, Jesus is King, yeah. in Times Square, over Times Square. How, oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a moment that was. What an image that was to see those words emblazoned over Times Square in New York. Just just insp- awe-inspiring, honestly. No, oh, yeah, it was, absolutely. It was, it was like, this is ridiculous. And the the fact that it came from Kanye West, who most of his life has been kind of like the symbol for, for uh, self-worship. Right. Dropping all of that at the ground and worshiping only Jesus. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we did notice, I remember, in listening to all these songs is he really didn't boast about himself a lot. Right. Like NF boasts about himself far more in all of his albums yeah. than uh, Kanye West did in that one. And I can remember thinking that not only does the music have a different sound, but he himself had a different sound. Yeah. It just he sounded different. And I know that sounds kind of wacky and whatever. But to me, that just showed 
true change yeah. in who he was, you know, going off of, he wasn't being very boastful, boastful, but he also wasn't typical Kanye. He yeah. wasn't even in just the tone of his voice. It wasn't arrogant or cocky or, right. you know, self-worshipping. It, you could hear the vulnerability yeah. in his tone. And the, in the newness in the faith as well. Yeah. Even from the very first song, where he was talking about like an argument with he was having with his father and they were arguing that that's not Christ-like or mm-hmm. whatever. It's, it's clearly, this is like, this is a new path I'm taking and I don't know exactly how I'm supposed to be taking it. Right. And, uh, you know, we're working it out kind of thing. Um, <laughs> then the Chick-fil-A song. Chick-fil-A! <laughs> I love it still. It's such a ridiculous song. But, uh... In the uh, last week's rewind, one of the, it was the first episode, and well, we start one of the things we started doing at the very first episode was each episode we were going and playing a Chick Fil A themed song, oh yeah, or comedy yeah. songs, and this was before that one came out. Yep. And I remember you saying in the last episode, "Who would have thought that the next great Chick Fil A song was going to come from Kanye West?" Right. <laughs> but uh, it was. It was such a good album, but the other one that came out, up um, to my mind recently was the one that actually talked about the reception he was getting from mm, believers. Yes, yes. When he first announced that he was going to just make Christian music. Mm-hmm. He's all, they'll be the first ones to judge me, make yep. me feel like nobody loves me. Yep. Uh, but then at the end of that, which was, the I think, the main crux of when we talked about it, it's not an arrogance thing. Because at the end, the, the ending lyrics were, I understand the hesitancy, mm-hmm. but I have a request. You see somebody pray for me. Yeah. Please. You know, it's like, I understand why. I understand what I've done. I get it. I there get was it. A, there was a part that I, he apologized to. Mm-hmm. One of the lyrics, I apologized for things in the past and all that. You know, it's, it's uh, I get what, why. I understand the, the, the reason you might be doubtful, skeptical of all this. Give me a chance mm-hmm. and pray for me in the process. And I think that was beautiful. Yeah. I think that was the perfect response to that kind of thing. Uh, and still a raw emotion driven song. The The music in there was on that whole album was, was clearly worshipful of God, but not in a way that was um, detached from the personal struggles and the personal feelings that he had. Yeah. It, it, this, this music wasn't stuff that, that you would just, you know, put on the radio, you know, mainstream radio, K-Love or Air One kind of stuff next to that music. Mm-hmm. Like this was, this was more of the emotional, more of the raw, more of the rough stuff mm-hmm. mixed with a clear, obvious uh, path forward of this is where I am. This is where I'm going. And this is who I'm following. Right. And I'm in awe of it still Mm -hmm. a year later. And I think it totally deserved all those awards. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I really, 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 really hope we keep getting stuff from that. Now, his Sunday service choir came out with an album a few months later. It's called Jesus is... I don't remember. I don't remember what it was called. Mm Mm-hmm born maybe was it a christmas thing it might have been a christmas thing i don't remember anyway it was the choir singing it wasn't him singing yeah that i didn't like right. it as, i didn't like it as much oh okay but it still had that same flavor but 
you know, it's kind of the same reason I don't care for a lot of Kirk Franklin stuff, mostly mm. in the past, because he always has like this big choir singing most of the music, and Kirk Franklin's barely singing at all. He's just going, yes, sir. <laughs> See, so I go, guess I would like. Holy Ghost, hit you. Yes, sir. That's all that I mean. He's not actually singing. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I would like it then. But you probably would. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's uh it's 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 been Make a weird year. It's been hands. a weird year for Kanye, for sure. Make me but wanna dance and stomp. Hey, okay, Stomp was good. Stomp <laughs> was good. Revolution was good. Would you want a revolution? Woo woo. Do you want a revolution? Woo woo. That was Kirk a- Franklin used to come to the college that was in the town that I grew up in. And yeah. yeah, him and his I'm sure live that was a blast. It was so cool to see. And it was really neat to see the Sunday services that Kanye puts on. Yeah. Uh which uh, reportedly he has spent uh, over a billion dollars, I think a 1.5 billion dollars million million, not billion, sorry. 1 1.5 million dollars on. Well, putting these on everywhere. Um, he makes some of that back in merch because the merch is expensive, expensive. Well, yeah, gotta, gotta put them on somehow. Well, yeah, that's how it's gonna pay for it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's. I mean, that's really all I got. We didn't have a real direction on this. I just wanted to kind of revisit what we thought, see if we still feel the same way. I'm. I'm still there. Kind of go through Kanye's life. Uh, he's not gonna be president, but mm-hmm. uh, you know what? They were saying that about Trump. Yeah, Even day right. of, so. Right. <laughs> you know, and I do We've just want to say. Montages. <laughs> even though it's a reality show and it, you know, we can't really 100% know what's scripted and what's real. Um, but the conversation that he had with Kim, and I remember seeing that. Did you see it too? That episode as well. The conversation that he had with Kim and her response to him is something that we all need to remember. You know, we all need to take into account that. Just because we are somewhere in our walk doesn't mean that's where everybody else is. Yeah. You know, and and to give them room to grow and get there in their own pace, you know. So for me, when Kim said that, I was like, you don't even know that what you said was so telling (laughs) of how Christian culture needs to be. Yeah. But it is. (laughs) It's, uh... When you think about the way Christians, we're going we're gonna to go into a whole different well, but we got time. <laughs> uh, when you think about how Christians kind of respond to those who aren't believers, but who aren't completely closed off to it either, mm-hmm. we do exactly that. We try and force a little too quickly uh, them following our morality, living by our morality, which is morality they haven't ascribed to yet. Right. It's a, it's a belief system that they haven't accepted yet. All inspired by a Bible that they don't believe yet. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Now, Kanye can kind of be forgiven for this instance, because number one, he's a brand new believer too. And he's, he's probably likely struggling with that aspect of being the lone believer right. in his family. Um, too and wanting his the people that he loves yeah, most to to be that way as well yeah yeah but uh just generally as the church we react that way too and if we continue to push it's just going to drive them away absolutely if we continue to put that kind of wedge of look uh, i understand you're not quite where i am yet but i need you to do what you're supposed to do that's you know it's it's 
it's putting a morality on someone who hasn't accepted it yet. Mm -hmm. And we can't expect the world to live by the Bible because the world doesn't believe in the Bible yet. Uh, We definitely want to encourage them to. But again, it's more about, like LTN has always been pushing, it's more about planting seeds Mm -hmm. or even sometimes just plowing the rough, hard uh, ground into something more malleable where something can grow. Absolutely. If it's just helping people let their guard down and be a little less hard-hearted by showing them love and showing them that even if, even if they decide to walk away and never accept Christ from what we tell them and what we witness to them, that we're still going to love them. Mm -hmm. Because if that happens, if you can love them as they walk out the door, there's a slight chance they're going to walk back in. Absolutely. If you judge them and hate them as they walk out the door, they'll never look back. Mm -hmm. We've got to get to that point. But anyway, that's, I'm sorry. That's a side, complete sidetrack inspired by what you said. (laughs) (laughs) No need to apologize, Matt. None at all. (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, I do believe, though, that, that we might be expecting a little bit too much from Kanye as he's been just saved just a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm encouraged that we haven't really seen any kind of slip back or any kind of scandal or any kind of weird thing. Only scandals that have happened with Kanye West this year is that him standing up for things that people should be standing up for. Exactly. And that's, that's, uh, that's, that makes me proud. That makes me happy. (laughs) Makes me happy to see. It's also indicative of our culture, especially in the Christian church, that we can be surprised by someone not having a scandal. (laughs) Who's a believer. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's so rare. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and unexpected now. It is. (laughs) To be like, okay, this person has made a giant stand for Christ. I wonder how long it'll last before something just terrible happens. Right. And uh, so far, so good. So far, so good. Assuming something terrible doesn't happen between the moment we're recording this and the day it actually airs. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, we'll, we'll, we will look foolish. We will look so dumb. <laughs> Which, I mean, we have in the past, so it wouldn't be anything new. But... <laughs> this might be a little different. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's take one final break for today. And when we come back, we will share something that we love. Stick around. What's up, everybody? It's Station Manager Matt, and this is Five Not Cool Things. Number 11. Guys who talk on their cell phones while they're in a public restroom. Some things are just unholy. Number 12. Groups of singing people who don't harmonize in the last line of the happy birthday song. Come on, guys, get it together. We all know it. Number 13. When my chair creaks and it sounds like a fart, so I have to continue to move around and attempt to make the noise again to prove that it was indeed my chair. Number 14. When my toothpaste tube is empty, but I'm too lazy to go buy another one. So I just spend a week squeezing the crap out of it and another week just brushing with water and relying on my mouthwash before I finally get around to buying another tube. And number 15, being sick on Sunday and taking solace in the fact that you can at least call in sick on Monday, but waking up feeling perfectly healthy and having to go to work. Frankly, coming up with a list of not cool things is easy. There is no shortage of things we can complain about in this life. 
But we encourage you to take a few moments each day and think about all the blessings you have in your life and focus on spreading an attitude of gratitude. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to share with you some things that we love. Okay, you're going to laugh at mine, and I really don't care. (laughs) See, told you. Already laughing. (laughs) Uh, Address labels. I'm not laughing. I, for real, (laughs) like, today, (laughs) as I was addressing 45 thank you cards and addressing every single person that I was sending them to, I was so thankful that I could just rip my address label off and put it on the envelope. That wasn't three more lines on 45 envelopes that I had to write. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. There was a season where Daedra got like some free uh, address labels. Yeah. It was some fundraiser thing. Uh-huh. And we used those things. It was so nice. I'm telling you. Yeah. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. Thanks. Uh, my, my thing that I love, I'm, I'm going to go back to what we talked about yesterday, oh. just to reiterate that people need to go try it. Golden Grahams retro oh. throwback version, eighties edition with the honey back in the recipe, guys, it will change your life. If you were like me and you had it as a kid and you loved it and then you grew up and you tried it and it was garbage. This is why. They took the honey out, but it's back, and it's glorious. <laughs> You'll find it. I found it at Albertsons. I haven't seen it any other places yet, but I believe it's supposed to be everywhere. Get it. Eat it. Enjoy it. Relive. Take, take just a sliver of 2020 back. I was going to say, best thing that happened in 2020. <laughs> There's been a lot of good things that have happened in 2020, I'll admit, but they are few and far between. Hmm. And it seems so small in the face of all the bad stuff. It's very true. But you got to take the good where you can. And even if it's just five minutes while you eat yourself a bowl of retro edition Golden Grams, hey, that's five minutes where you were happy, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's end with our verse for the day. (laughs) Verse for the day is 1 Peter 1, 8 through 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not... Now see him, you believe in him, and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Inexpressible. I had to make sure that's what I was saying. <laughs> Said it like a snake Inexpressible. <laughs> That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial supporter with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash give and choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com, and that gives LTN a small kickback from your purchases at absolutely no cost to you. And as always, make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and 
join in on the fun. Lastly, find the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review something along the lines of, it's fine. Join us tomorrow morning for Back Row Rewind, where we take you back to the oh, very dang first. Dang it! I didn't change it again. Interaction. It's still the same thing from the very first what week. You're gonna hear tomorrow, I keep but forgetting. It's gonna be a Back Row Rewind, it's and be. it's gonna be fun. Uh, <laughs> right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central Time, with an encore at 9 a.m. And Matt and I will be back with new episodes next Monday. Have a great day. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> we made it almost through all three of our new. Shows shows without one of those things being broadcast and <laughs> the last dang minute <sighs> mo what's your final thought you suck <laughs> i deserve that and remember everyone if no one else tells you i promise it's true jesus loves you nerd nerd